ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायणम नमस्कृत नरम चरोतम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय उधीर नष्टेशु अभद्रेशु नित्यम भागवत सेवया भगवती उत्तम श्लोके भक्तिरभवती कृष्णाय वासुदेवाय देवकी नंदनाय नंदगोपकुमाय गोविंदय नमो नमः तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरि प्रिय सो वी आर हियरिंग द एपिसोड ऑफ करदम मुनि हाउ ही हैज परफॉर्म्ड ऑस्टेरिटीज टू गेट अ सूटेबल वाई बिकॉज ही इज बीन ऑर्डर्ड बाय हिज फादर एग्जॉल्टेड फादर लॉर्ड ब्रह्मा टू एक्सपैंड द पॉपुलेशन फॉर विच ही नीड्स टू गेट मैरिड and he has prayed to lord vishnu who has blessed him and told him that the daughter of the emperor of the world swambhu manu devahuti has been chosen to marry him and this is the result that even a person who has no home no wealth no good appearance but when blessed by the lord can get married to the princess of the world that's the grace part sometimes we are just caught up in our own efforts because we think we are the doers and when we cannot do something we think it cannot be done we feel depressed but that's where the grace element comes into picture and to acquire that grace we have to engage in activities like hearing chanting etc which is a part of devotional service to the lord which pleases him essentially we have to engage in activities which are pleasing to the lord regularly so at this time kardamuni after the lord left he waited for the time indicated by the lord swambhu manu the emperor of the world mounted his chariot along with his wife and daughter wife was shatarupa daughter was devahuti and all of them began traveling over the earth in search of a suitable son-in-law and in this way as guided by the lord they reached kardamuni's ashram on the very day the sage had completed his vows of austerities and as foretold by the lord and kardamuni's ashram is located on the banks of the sacred bindu sarovar it is highly sacred because its water was mixed with the tears of happiness that the lord had shed upon seeing kardam's austerities pious trees that were full of fruit and flowers in all seasons surrounded the lake and the whole area resounded with the cries of exotic birds it was a very very pleasing atmosphere so upon entering this beautiful setting swambhu manu saw kardam just after the completion of his yagyas his religious duties so although the sage had been engaged in austerity for a long time his body was not emaciated because he had contacted the lord's affectionate sidelong glances and moonlike words so that means to stay healthy again the grace is more important than our efforts to keep ourselves healthy even though 
Sage Kardam had not eaten for long, had not slept properly, but his body was not emaciated because he had received the merciful glance of the Lord and he had heard the wonderful words of the Lord. So therefore, if we also want to feel nourished all the time, we must regularly take darshan of the Lord because it's not just that we are seeing the Lord, His merciful glance also falls upon us. And as far as listening to His moon-like words, it means listening to the words of God which are given in the scriptures. If we regularly hear and chant and take darshan of the beautiful form of the Lord, we will be tremendously blessed, just like Kardamani was. Because we must always remember the original maintainer is not somebody else, it's not us, it's not uh, people around us. The original maintainer is the Supreme Lord Himself. And we must never ever forget this. Just like when the child is within the mother's womb, uh, who is protecting the child? Who is maintaining the child? Who maintains the, who creates the arrangement for the child to feel nourished? We don't. Because the kind of setting the child is within the womb of his mother, even if you put a grown-up elderly man in that situation, he will die within few seconds. But a child with delicate limbs, delicate skin, not much strength, he survives in that environment, surrounded by all kinds of things. And then there is a perfect arrangement for the food, the umbilical cord, everything. And when the child is born, suddenly the milk appears in the mother's body. So all the arrangements for the maintenance of, of every living entity are made by God. So somebody who protects the child within the mother's womb also protects him when he is outside the womb. An ant, an elephant, both are opposite in terms of uh, the amount of food they eat. And both don't work. They get their food. So the original maintainer is the Lord. We are maintainers, but we are small maintainers. But the ultimate maintainer is the Lord. So we should always take His shelter for our own maintenance also. Our own efforts will not be enough. We are hearing regularly how people who are having a very healthy lifestyle, eating healthy, going to a gym every day and suddenly falling down, um, never to get up again. Some cardiac arrest or something. So, how much ever we try, ultimately, nobody, nobody in the world has the power to increase our lifespan, even by a moment, if the Lord doesn't desire so. It's only His will that reigns supreme. So, we must always stay connected to Him. Therefore, all these activities, going to temple for the Lord's darshan, serving Him at home, Offering Arati, Bhoga, worshipping with Tulsi, Gangajal, chanting his names, primarily listening to Bhagavatam. These are the activities which keep us in that divine realm, in the realm of the divine grace of the Lord. So never ever underestimate the power of these activities. They may sound simple, but they are extremely, extremely powerful. So Kardam was very tall and his body shone lustrously due to his living a life of celibacy. Having eyes like lotus petals, the sage wore only rags, and he had matted hair. His appearance has been described. And it's he appeared like somewhat like an unpolished gem. You see the gem, like diamond also, when it comes out of the mine, it is not as shining as it is when it comes in our hands. 
and we like to wear it it has to be polished so kardam muni he appeared like an unpolished gem because of his shabby appearance externally but he was a gem and you could you could, you could make out so swambhu manu is the emperor of the world but still in front of a saintly person we must bow down so he bowed down before kardam muni and the sage reciprocated by receiving him with due honor and offering him benedictions blessings now when a guest comes you don't simply start asking oh, what brings you here and all that stuff there should be some service some sweet words welcome and then feed them make them comfortable let them take a rest also then we can discuss the agendas this is the etiquette of receiving a guest so after the emperor was seated kardam praised him with very sweet words saying my lord because you embody the protective protecting energy of shri hari because the king is known as the representative of the lord he is the one who is supposed to maintain law and order on behalf of the lord maintain dharma so kardam said because you embody the protecting energy of shri hari and are therefore his earthly representative i offer my obeisances unto you if you do not mount your chariot and produce fierce sounds by the twanging of your bow and if you did not lead your huge army over the surface of the earth then all kinds of moral laws which were created by the supreme lord himself would be broken by the rogues and rascals if you did not concern yourself with the world situation that unrighteousness would flourish because persons who only hanker after money would be free to act without opposition now o valiant king please inform me of the purpose for which you have come here and rest assured that we will carry it out without reservation even though kardamani knew but it was his duty to ask So after saying this Kardamani became silent and now Swambhu Manu replied He now he wants to glorify first he was being glorified by Kardamani and then now he glorifies in reciprocation not that we simply receive glorification we should also uh, reciprocate and return the glorification just to maintain that balance so that and only humble hearts can glorify others so he said he glorified the brahmanical culture because kardamani was a brahman sage he says to expand vedic knowledge lord brahma created you the brahmanas who are full of austerity knowledge and mystic powers and are averse to sense gratification for the protection of the brahmanas we the kshatriyas were created Now simply by meeting you all my doubts regarding the execution of royal duties have been removed by your clear and concise explanations I feel extremely fortunate just to be able to see you and so what to speak of having received the opportunity to touch my head to the sacred dust of your feet O great sage kindly listen to my humble prayer for my mind is troubled by affection for my daughter devahuti who is seeking a suitable husband in terms of now please listen to this carefully all the parents nowadays 
the most unfortunate situation has arisen people just see externally when they want to get their children married oh somebody is beautiful or handsome or this much wealth they have or this much uh big uh, an empire they have this bigger house they have people just see these things nobody gives a damn about that character what will your son or daughter do with all these things ultimately she has to live with the person or he has to live with the person what if th- the person doesn't have a good character what if he doesn't have humility what will the wealth do what if he is arrogant what if she is uh, uh selfish has anger issues i mean where are we going where are we heading everything is just now based on external externally everything is looking nice we are so superficial because we are living our life in such a way we want to get ex- impressed by externals we impress others by externals and what is going on nobody is worried about the character of the person this was never the criteria to get children married the criteria was always one okay if i am giving my daughter to somebody the person would think the criteria was will this boy be able to provide a strong spiritual culture to my daughter will this boy help my daughter attain the goal of life that is self realization god realization will this boy be able to protect my daughter will he keep him keep her happy so that was the main concern was and they knew they would not think will he keep him happy they would think if he has a good character and especially the main criteria was will he be able to uh, guide her in spiritual culture that was the main criteria because everybody understood human life means it can end any moment and human life has been given for self realization god realization senses even the dogs and hogs are enjoying but humans have the special ability to put an end to the cycle of birth and death this misery transmigration of the soul and regain our original home after we leave this world so here swambhumanu clearly mentions what is the criteria the parents should look for in a boy when they're looking for a boy for their daughter because otherwise what is happening is we're just going by externals oh no no go the big family so much wealth or big empire big factory big house or reputed family famous family uh, and then we have seen in just one year sometimes in one week the girls have had to come back they can't handle and vice versa has also taken place so i'm not uh, saying either boy or girl i'm just speaking in general that if you're looking for a girl or a girl looking for a boy there should be some we should go beyond the externals character qualities so kardamuni uh, as he's conversing so swambhuvanu mentions that my daughter has been seeking a suitable husband in terms of age definitely i want somebody who is young character second thing and good qualities nowhere it is mentioned big house <laughs> lot of wealth lot of achievements because those things can't guarantee happiness but character good qualities these things guarantee happiness and ultimately we want our children to be happy 
what if they have the most palatial house and they are most miserable happiness should be the goal and only a strong character a uh, good character good qualities spiritual foundation that culture can help us develop these qualities and only these qualities can keep a person happy a person who is compassionate selfless has a service attitude who is modest humble he will naturally keep everybody happy and everybody will be happy with him or her so swambhu manu clarifies that after hearing from narada about your noble character now these are some more qualities which uh, swambhu manu mentions which we should be seeing in a boy after hearing from narada about your noble character already age character and good qualities have been mentioned now swambhu manu says from narada muni my daughter has heard about your noble character learning handsome appearance and other virtues she has fixed her mind solely upon you now these things also definitely matter but you see character good qualities these are the two most prominent things we should be looking for and of course uh, every girl wants to get married to a nice boy who's good in appearance also but the first two are more important and that is good character good qualities the virtuous qualities but nowhere it is mentioned uh, his wealth or big empire none of these these are material things so always make sure that we marry our children to those who have good character good qualities and for that like now you might wonder how would we know because everybody who comes they will always try to present a good picture so therefore whenever somebody comes to me i tell either if it's a boy's parents the girl side you do thorough research even if you have to hire secret agents or whatever you as the parents of your child because it's not a puppet show that tomorrow if if they the girl or the boy they don't feel good okay come back home it's a responsibility it's a sacred responsibility and we know once you get married after that coming back you have to think 10 times society the kind of society we are living in fortunately in india it's still a, a big big um, tag you get if you get a divorce or even now but anyways but uh, so when you're marrying your children you make sure that you do thorough search and you are justifies and justified in doing so you're thoroughly justified uh, because you're marrying you're giving your um, valuable treasure that you have kept guarded for so long so um, carefully so we are all allowed to do thorough research even whatever means it requires and then only we should commit to uh, strengthening or you can say uh, not getting the right word but making this relationship uh formal if that is the right word if that conveys the meaning but we are all allowed we are justified in doing thorough research and the boys and the girls side both should do it find out from friends or whatever means you need and then you go ahead it's because it's a big 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 responsibility So therefore Swambhu Manu says that please accept her or best of the brahmanas 
for she is fully qualified to be your wife and take charge of your household affairs it is not commendable for a person to deny an offering that has come of its own accord even if he is absolutely free from all attachment and so what to speak of if he is addicted to sense pleasure so sambhu manu was thinking that maybe he will think that you are the emperor i am a sage but you should know that you have not gone looking for her we have come to you so it's not good to reject an offering which has come on its own so he's making his uh, case very very strong at least secure he's trying to he says one who rejects such an offering and then later on begs the same thing from a miser loses his good reputation as well as his self esteem because he knows kardamani wanted to get married and he wants to make sure if you don't accept my daughter you will anyways want to get married to someone you approach someone so then you, the person who begs for the same thing that he has refused initially is a miser and loses his good, good reputation also as well as self esteem i know that you are planning to marry and have not taken a vow of lifelong celibacy therefore please accept my daughter and kardamuni he replied it is true that i desire to marry and since your daughter has never before given her heart to anyone i agree to accept her who would not agree to marry your daughter for she is so lovely and her bodily luster alone alone excels the beauty of her ornaments i had heard about her how vishwavasu the gandharva while flying overhead became so infatuated by seeing your daughter playing with a ball on the palace roof that he fell from his airplane seeing her beauty so kardamani knew very well who devahuti was and she was extremely beautiful of course because she was going to become the mother of one of the incarnations of the lord lord kapilamani so i shall accept this chaste girl as my wife and uh, but then he put forward a condition that but then at a certain time i would like to leave home take sanyas take the renounced order of life for my full engagement in devotional service to the lord so after that he became silent and his thoughts were totally absorbed in his worship of lord vishnu upon seeing his beautiful smiling face devahuti's mind became completely captivated and she began to meditate upon him without deviation understanding the desire of his wife and daughter swambhu manu gladly gave devahuti to the sage and satrupa she was always already carrying valuable things which she gave such as jewelry clothing household art, uh, household articles as a dowry now they were relieved of their responsibility by handing over their daughter to a suitable man swambhu manu fondly embraced devahuti before they parted ways or we can say before he went back to the kingdom and because his mind was completely agitated by feelings of separation tears poured profusely from his eyes naturally as a father finally after taking permission from kardam manu mounted his chariot and departed for his capital so thus devahuti became the wife of kardam muni now it's one thing that we discussed that by the grace of the lord even a sage who has nothing is getting married to the princess of the world but then you also have to take into account the uh, qualities of devahuti she is a princess living in the palace and overnight now such a shift that now she has to live in a forest 
and there the maid servants were taking care of her now she has nobody to take care of her and she will instead have to take care of her husband and she has to work hard in the forest there's nobody to assist her so and she also didn't mind because that was never the focus and uh, shying away from working hard was uh, never something a thing on their mind it was their dharma and they accepted it uh, happily so we can appreciate the maturity of devahuti also and we'll see here in the next few podcast how she worked hard to take care of kardamuni while he was busy performing austerities how she supported him selflessly so when both the husband and the wife they are understanding uh, and they are mature and they are always thinking about making each other happy then that's a successful married life and uh, even if the wife is not able to do so but if the husband is sincerely engaged in cultivating spiritual life then the wife will also get the benefit if both have a very good relationship and vice versa if wife is able to do it but husband is not able to do it because of some reason but if there is a nice relationship between both the husband will also get the benefit so whoever do, does it ideally both should be doing and in your family if one person is trying to become a devotee of the lord and started practicing spiritual life don't pull him down instead you encourage him because whatever he or she does you will also receive the benefit hari krishna so we'll continue the narration in the next podcast thank you